Stella. We have Bruce live in the locker room in Tallahassee celebrating on the field with the Flores <laughs> And, and I don't know why, but like we were able to run the ball so well in the first half, to, especially to the left side, and then all of a sudden we started to abandon it. And like I said, it, there is some inconsistency. How are they going to approach this game? How are they going to beat this Florida State team? Well, we're going to break you guys. Um, and, and okay, I, that's it. The show is over. In, 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 in the story, we're going to break you guys. Look, and, and I, I'm joking, but it's true. Lord, the climb, the climb continues, KD. Oh my okay. God! I am sweating. I am... Look, look at my heart. Look, I, look, I, look, I, look, 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 look. You know what? Yeah, I, I have so much to say. All right, welcome back to another episode of Simple Sign Live 365. Doing a day day or two later than the actual live game because unfortunately that game ended at like twelve thirty at night and it was six six to thirteen. So I don't think anyone was going to watch that. Everyone was probably going to bed uh, as I was. But uh, win is a win. Uh, I just wish the ACC network could uh, get the get the crew together and get that under two hours, two and a half hours, and not. Almost four. Uh, but as always, I'm with the old man. I'm KB. And we're going to break down the good, bad, and potentially ugly from the game. But mostly it was all good uh, on Saturday night. How's it going, old man? Uh, good. I was flying back from the betting capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada. And actually, you know, I didn't think I was going to see the game. But on United Airlines, I was able to – broadcast the game on my phone from their free internet. Mm. So it was on the ACC network and I was able, no, actually, yeah, I was able to get it through YouTube. Because YouTube TV, you have YouTube TV. I don't, yeah, no, no, no. I got it through YouTube, period. Oh, you found a stream? Like a guy stream? A stream. I don't quite understand that, how that all works. Maybe you should, you and I could discuss that later. It has a bunch of Chinese names on it or something. That's how I watched a lot of games last year. <laughs> I don't get it. I but it was a perfect it was a perfect stream. That's great. So it was so I saw just I saw all the relevant parts of the game up through the middle of the third quarter. Yeah. And then uh, the plane landed and uh, we headed for the barn here. Well, when but, you, uh, when you yeah. texted me when you landed, I said, we're still in the third quarter. It was 1130. Yeah. Like we <laughs> I'm like, well, there's still nine minutes left in the third quarter. Don't worry. You're not missing much. But it, yeah, it was ridiculous. Like you you thought you weren't even going to be you might miss the entire game. But it was still the third quarter when you guys were deboarded. It, it, it was crazy because, you know, I don't know how coaches now don't think they have enough timeouts in games. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> yeah, like a four minute timeout. Anytime there's a change of possession or well, now because the new, you know, the new clock rules. Now, some people are like, oh, the game's shorter and they get fewer possessions. Blah, blah, blah. But like, <laughs> I mean, it's, that's a whole other topic. Yeah, but, but you get a hell of a lot more timeouts. Yeah, yeah. TV timeouts, especially. But yeah, we're going to break down tonight the good, the bad and uh, everything in between here. So let us know in the comments. What, how would you grade Florida State's performance in this game overall? Once again, it was six six to thirteen. You know that, that that's not that's a dominant win against a, a you know a, 
a game a team that wasn't that supposed to compete in the Sun Belt. And the Sun Belt took UNC to the to the brink, and App State took a you know uh, took UNC to overtime and almost knocked them off. Um, and JMU beat UVA, and they that's a win for the Sun Belt right there. So it's definitely not a knock on the conference. Um, they're they're tough and they get these upsets, but you know Florida State puts a lot of points up like they should have. Um, but let us know in the comments how do you grade Florida State's overall performance? And and that's where I want to start. Um, you know, I was tweeting last night. I was live tweeting the game. Um, and I thought the we came out very slow. And I think I, I think that's a process that there was going to be a hangover from the LSU game. You know, coming off a shorter week, you know, you play Sunday. They may have gone Monday. I think they, they were back on practice Monday or, or, or early Tuesday. But it is a shorter week than usual. Um, that plays a little bit into it. But it, it is, a, you know, you go from playing the number five team in the country to, you know, Southern Miss. Um, and I think it's hard to get guys as amped up uh, to go into a matchup. And the good thing was it was at night. It was at home. It was a packed crowd. I think it was 95% sold out, which was great. The, it was like 72,000, I think. Yeah, it, it was it was packed, which was great. Um, so, but it is a little bit of a, a step down uh, when you go from LSU to Southern Miss. So I, I get there was some layoff there. Uh, there was going to be some drop-off um, in, in, in some of the play. But two things that stood out to me, especially in the first half, I, I think this is, consistent for everybody uh, across the board was the play of Johnny Wilson. Um, you know, that is something that needs to be, he's got to step up before we hit ICC play. And that starts next week. Right. Uh, he, you know, the, all the media going into this year is that, Oh, you know, he, he's coming back. This is a guy that could be a first round draft pick and yeah, cool. you know all the media sites and stuff like that. Florida state sites, especially said, so this is a first round type guy. And so far this year, I think he's, He's got seven combined drops in the last two games, five of them in the last game, I believe. Not it was, good. Uh, in not, Southern, against Southern Miss. No, no, he had three. I think he only had three, but a total of five for the two games. Uh, he, think, he didn't have five drops. Uh, yes, in, he had four. In, he had minimum four because I counted. I was tweeting, that's number four. Are you he sure? Had, he had at least four last night. Uh, but I, I, no, I don't want to okay. be a kid. He had a tough night. He had a very, very tough night. He didn't, he didn't have one catch. He didn't register a catch last night. Yep. Um, and I, I believe he had four to five drops. He had a really rough game. Now, this goes in lockstep, too. I don't think Travis Jordan, uh, uh, you know, Jordan Travis had a great game either. Um, he consistently on a lot of those deep balls, and that reflected in his yardage. I mean, he didn't play a lot. He he was out in, in early in the third. Um, he was, you know, 15 to 29 for 175 and two touchdowns. I mean, that completing percentage is it is it is close to fifty percent, right? That's a, a tick over fifty. It's like fifty six percent or something yeah. like that, which isn't horrible. But you know, you're going against USM, um, and the way he played against LSU, he was under throwing guys deep. I, I think that was the thing I, I saw um, a lot. Keon Coleman got them thrown once or twice on a deep route. I think uh, he underthrew uh, uh, Destin Hill once. Uh, he may have done it to Johnny as well. Uh, just the deep ball wasn't there for for. Uh, you know, Travis, uh, you know, on Saturday night, luckily you didn't need it to be right. You, you had opportunity. You had, you know, your defense was locked down. They did not allow Billy Wiles and Frank Gore, especially Frank Gore to get rolling. You know, Frank Gore only had 31 yard total yards. And, and that was mostly, I think what the foot was off the gas late in the second going to the third. Um, he only averaged 2.8 yards per carry. And that guy was frustrated on the sidelines. If you saw any of that game, he he, and they took him out pretty much. You know, they took him out when the game was. Well, out. I, I think they took, and not to interrupt you, KB, but I think they took Gore out. I know we're, we'll scatter around here on things, but they took Frank Gore Jr. out. I think 
so they can save him for the conference. Oh, game, this game, why, why would you leave a guy in there? And I say that a lot, and you and I don't always agree with it. And they took him out. He was frustrated because he wanted to have a big He's night. He's he wanted to play. He's a competitor. He didn't want to come out of the game. So that's a good reaction by him. But as a coach, smart move. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, they have something. They're not playing for a national championship. They're playing for a conference championship. And they're a good team in the Sun Belt. And like you said, preserve his body, preserve – you know, he plays a lot. You got to preserve his his run count, right? And, and to your point, I think they, they have Tulane next week. That's a big game for them. Tulane had a big game this past weekend against Ole Miss, and they almost took them down. That game was very close in the fourth, down to the wire. So, uh, in fact, yeah, score. Tulane was up by like two touchdowns. And it was close. Uh, it, the last minute, the score does not reflect what that game was. That was no. that was a touchdown game up until the, a couple of tur- turnovers there that, you know, it was, yeah. So, they got a big game next week, and I think you're totally right. I think Bill Hall – is like we got you know this game. I like that guy. I yeah. like him. Um, so, but but to the point, I, I think the defensive back play by Southern Miss was was decent too. They were in lockstep with a lot of those receivers. Not like any guy was wide open running down the field by themselves uh, for the first half either. So Jordan needed to make he needed to make some good leading throws down the field, and some of those balls were just a tick behind. It gave their defensive backs the ability to play the ball, and they played it. And they well. were contested balls. Exactly. They, exactly. Um, so that was the one thing. I, I think, you know, we're, we're all a little disappointed in Wilson's play, but I, I, you know, I think that's just the type of player he is, you know? Um, he's going to, I, he, he shows up in big games, you know, he had a couple of drops early in LSU and they, the rest of the night he did it. He made some uh, huge first downs, huge plays in that game that, that moved the sticks. And I think, you know, like I said, I, I I'm still love Johnny. I, I you know he's still I think the number two uh, receiver on this team behind him. Um, and, and I don't think we should stop giving him the ball. The only thing I was disappointed on is that, you know, he didn't get a catch in this game. That's kind of disappointing because I think that I think they should have tried to, and I think Mike tried to before the third. He tried to get him a catch, like tried to get him back on the field and, and get something in his hands just mentally. Because you want, you know, that's the thing that I hope there's not a carryover. Like, because I feel like Johnny, just by seeing, he, like, he's not a very outspoken player, right? He's, I think he's a very, you know, emotional, internally emotional player, right? I hope something like that. And I think a lot of this catching is a mental thing. I think it's it's very a big, because he has all the ability in the world. I, I think it's mostly mental. And I hope that something like this doesn't carry over to the next game. Um, with him just not, you know, getting, and I think, I think next week they will force feed him. I, I, I against BC, I think they will force him, force feed him the ball to get him back in rhythm because he's a great player and, and great players are going to bounce back. And I think he'll be in the game plan a lot next week. Um, uh, wait, so- yeah. I, while we're on him, we'll finish up on on Johnny Wilson. Uh, uh, most most fans uh, uh, may not understand that he has a sort of history of of inconsistent hands. Okay, and some of that inconsistent hands is on some of the more simple throws that are directly at him versus the circus catches. He has a little bit of a reputation now of making the circus catch and not making the simple third down, get the first down catch that's right in the bread basket or right straight at him. Yeah. and when we say dropped passes, we're talking those are ones that a guy should catch, okay, yeah. that at this level. Yeah. So, yeah, I think KB is – you're right to say, is this is this just a talent issue with the hands? 
that he just has inconsistent hands. I mean, that's possible. That's why guys play defensive back and not play uh, uh, wide receiver. But Travis Hunter, a guy at Colorado, can play both sides because his hands are that damn good. Now, on Johnny, if it's inconsistent hands and it's not – we, it, that's probably a better thing than psychological like a golfer who can't make putts anymore or a kicker. Yeah. Roberto Aguayo is a classic example, drafted number one by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, stuck for two years, couldn't get it through the, the upright because it got so psychological. Yeah, I, I think you're being a smart coach by saying in the Boston College game, which is not going to be a contested game, it should not be should a contested not be. game, not that Johnny Wilson, they're going to try to get him uh, uh, four or five catches. And, yeah. and they can be simple throws. Yeah. Just put it in. They don't have to be contested to get him in this back in the rhythm because he is the number two receiver. Yeah. He used to be number one. Keon Coleman is now the number one receiver on this team and rightfully earned. Yeah. Rightfully earned. Now, he had three catches. He only had like – he had less than 50 yards, okay, and he had one touchdown, I believe. Yeah, one uh, and one touchdown. So the number one and number two receivers did not have a big night in what I thought would be a stat building night for guys, right? For Jared yeah. Verse, for the re two top receivers, I, I, I for uh, uh, Travis. I, I, I thought it would be a big stat night for these guys, and the score is huge. Yeah. But the stat nights for the top guys on this team weren't there yeah i i think like you said i think early they, they had chances on some of those deep balls to, to like you said light up on through the passing game and i think jordan just he missed some of those throws i, th I think they were behind and if you if we look back on those replays guys had to come back to the ball and, and, and defensive backs were there and i think that's where they could put up some some points on the board in the passing game like you said and then towards the end you know by the second half i think a lot of these guys were coming out but what I did like to see out of the past game is guys like Darren Williamson getting involved. He made a great early, catch, early. great catch early. First touchdown. First yeah. touchdown. Great to see that guy bounce back. He's had a lot of injuries the last couple of years. Has potential. It was great to see him involved, locked in, make a great catch. Same with Deuce Fan. He you know, only had one catch, but it was a great, a great two-handed high ball. Um, great potential there. He made a great catch there. Um, he also then showed his speed on. Uh, it shows his speed. Uh, showcased his speed on another play. It was great. So I, I think those two guys really stood out in terms of like it shows the depth of the weapons you had. You saw Winston Wright get involved this game, three catches. You saw what he could do. So like you said, you may have not seen the guys get like stabbing their pass in terms of uh, you know, uh, like you said, Johnny or Keon. But Keon also had you know the the play that's been on ESPN all day is the hurdle of. You know, Two, he, yeah, a couple he got, of yeah, he got knocked out of bounds and, you know, could have been a late hit. Then he basically says, I want the, don't sub me out. I want the ball. And then a player two later, he gets the ball, hurdles the guy. And almost yeah, he's, a touchdown. Like he's, he's unbelievable. He, he's, he's probably one of the best receivers we've had. In last and he's, year. he's now got the total confidence and he does have the elite hands. Oh, he yeah. does have the elite hands. Now I was a little, I don't want to say disappointed. How can we be disappointed with 66 yeah. to 13? There's, there's no disappointment, but if no, if people don't think Mike Norvell goes home saying, thinking there are some things we need to fix, yeah. then you don't know football coaches. 
You don't know football coaches. They're good football coaches, winning football coaches, championship football coaches are always thinking, what can we do better? Yeah. How do I improve this team? What went wrong? He's not so concerned about 66 points. He's concerned about how, when I play the big teams on this schedule, how is this going to pan out? Yeah. Okay. So he is concerned about Johnny Wilson. He's also got to be, I'm, I'm a little questioning why aren't, this would have been a perfect game to try to get more balls to these tight ends. Yes. Marquiston Douglas got in during mop up time, but what happened to Kyle Morlock? What happened to uh, Bell? Why aren't they seeing the ball a little bit more in this offense? Are they not getting open? Is it they're not being targeted? Uh, you know, especially on, on we had a, a lot of third down plays. Now, that's a little bit of a concern. Third down conversions. I think we had uh, four of 12 third down conversions. Yeah. For, it checked me on that. First of all, twelve. if you have to have 12 third down conversions, that's a lot. And it, that, that's a salute to this Southern Miss defense, to be yeah. honest with you, yeah. that they forced the Knowles into 12 third down uh, 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 plays, and we only converted four of them. That's less than 50%. It's 33%. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're 33%. And, then, and then I know you know in the first half – there were five fourth downs that we had to try to convert, and we converted four of those, luckily. And some of them were circus plays by Jordan. Now, and, and, and I was a little concerned that even though I said, this could be a 45-yard field goal, we're not putting those guys out there. What a good time to put one of your field goal kickers out there to see if he can make 45, 47. Are we saying to other teams, <laughs> We won't put field goal kickers out there to the 45-yard line or the 40-yard line. Are we saying that? So those were my thoughts. Yeah, I think I think those are good thoughts. I, I think to your point, especially, um, they did force a lot of third downs in the first quarter, in the first first and second quarter in the first half. And, and to your point, we had to go for on the fourth a lot. And, and luckily, we did convert those because this game could have been a little bit a little bit shakier or you would have had to put your defense on the field a lot more, but you know, defense did a very good job. Uh, I think it was disappointing to your, to what you pointed out with bell. He dropped the ball too. He got one target. I think the entire night he dropped it. He didn't have any catches either. No, no. He, and he dropped his one, one catch. So to your point, I, I kept thinking in the first quarter uh, and some into the second, I was like, Jordan had to scramble a lot to get oh, open. like, and I'm like, did. why can can nobody get open? Can nobody get open on uh, on Southern Miss defensive backs? Like, are these guys this good, or why? Like, to your point, like you just said on these third downs, why can nobody get open? Is it? I I, I didn't get it because I know we have all these weapons. Is it play calling? Was it a mixture of both guys? I think the I, offensive line did not have a super great night. Okay, that's my opinion. I didn't see Travis comfortable back there I saw his feet jumping around a lot okay I didn't feel he was comfortable in the pocket most of the first half and he had to make some plays and he had to scramble out and then they started rolling him out almost yeah, like I, you do I, when I, you have too much pressure and they what ran. happened to him just dropping back into the pocket standing in the pocket and delivering the football yeah. that's how that's a salute to the southern miss defense I don't care what the score is 
he he just didn't look comfortable last uh, 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 during that game. He didn't right. look comfortable to me. And I think he ran him like four or five times. Like as I'm like, why are you running? Why are you running him against Southern Miss? Like nothing good can happen. Like doing intentional runs against Southern Miss with your quarterback. Like, well, I think he had like, to. I don't think it was deliberate. No, they, call, they, no, they call. did call. I, I hate those call calls. Southern. It makes guess, no sense. I don't makes hate no them. Sense. I just hate them against Southern Miss. Like, yeah, like makes why no you, sense using these body shots against Southern Miss. And yeah. to your point, though, Byers got beat on the edge a couple of times. I, I, like I said, I think the, the O-line, we had two guys out. Two guys were out on the offensive line. They had to shove some guys. But last week, they were healthy, I believe, and they shuffled them. They had to shuffle the line last week, too, because of course were fits were happening. So, uh, you know, the offensive line, they, they came around a little bit towards the second half. But once again, like, it was a blowout by then. But that's the thing. It's hard to get mad because we were, we were up, th- you know, the score was th- – we were up by 31 at halftime, right? Um, or, you know, close to 28 points at halftime. So it's like you can't get mad because the points were there. It's it's more critiques. Like what, you know, things stand out. And maybe that score should have been, you know, 40 points at halftime because of how explosive this offense should be. But once again, it's hard to it's hard to criticize because the score was 6-6 to 13. And kudos to the offensive line because it did, as the game went long, you were able to lean on your running game. Like you, you could take Travis out. And you've ran the ball for 300 yards. And that's the thing that I wanted to be able to come in this game and say, by halftime, I'm going to be able to lean on this running back room and say, we don't have to pass anymore. We can preserve the bodies on the receiving side. We can take Travis out and we can just lean on the running game. I thought the runs were a little bit hard to come by in the first half. There were some big plays here and there, but towards the second half, it finally opened up. Things got more comfortable and you could see by the numbers and how many people running backs and quarterbacks were able to run the ball. I think all five running backs or four or five running backs touched the ball and got multiple carries that you're able to run on that running, uh, lean on that running back room and we're able to close out the game. You know what, you know what though, on the running back thing, I'm still not convinced this running game is going after two games. I'm still not convinced because if Trey Benson, who had nine carries for 79 yards, if he doesn't have those big chunk runs, he doesn't, he's not close to that number. Where is that four, five yards banging in there? You know what I mean? We're, I just don't – I am i don't know about you. I'm just not as confident that the run game is there yet against these two opponents. And and the big – the king of the hill is coming up in, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So I am not convinced that, that the quarterback can stand there in the pocket – for four seconds and deliver the ball with some confidence. He's not going to get smashed in the mouth. And I'm not convinced the running game is at full sync at this point. People can call me negative. People can call me whatever they want, but I bet you coach Norvell is having the same thoughts that I am. Well, I can't, I don't think you can't say he can't always stay in the pocket because he did against LSU. LSU, I don't think recorded a sack against Florida state. Now he had to scramble a couple of times, but you know, for the most part, Jordan Travis could, on place, you know, stand the pocket and deliver a pass, and guys caught it. So, and you play against a really good defensive line in, in LSU. So it's not like it hasn't happened. I think there's some consistency issues sometimes with the line, and like you said, we haven't been able to establish a run against a great team yet. You couldn't get the run game going against LSU. Once again, that's a call a very elite defensive line, and it, and it took some time to get the running game going. So I, I agree with you. We haven't seen Trey Benson have that dominant 15 carat game, but I don't know. I don't know if 
once again, there was a lot of experimentation in the first half, too. I saw a lot of plays in the first half of that game that I was like, where is this coming from? Why are we doing this? So I don't know if they were experimenting with things in the first half and new looks, and, and they were rotating a lot of guys in and out last night as well, on both off on the offensive side, especially with running backs. Like there was a new guy in every single play, it seemed like in the running back room, as, as well as with the receivers. So I, I don't know if if that threw people off too, because it is it is hard to get in a rhythm when you're being taken out. Every Do you play. feel there's pressure on the staff to get people in to keep them keep their heads in on this game and on the team to be a contributor? Well, I I, I think there probably is a little bit of that, especially have- in games like this, especially a game against Boston College, because they know the rotation is going to shrink a lot when you play Clemson when you play Miami, when you play some of the tougher teams on this schedule. Okay. And we'll talk about Miami later. We'll talk about Florida later, but you know, I think they were this week and and next week, they're going to try to get guys in the game because nobody likes sitting on the sideline, working your ass off all fall camp all week, and then just sitting and doing nothing because you're going to, you're going to lose guys. There will be guys who are jumping in the portal at the end of the season. We don't need to get into that now. But, you know, they're trying to get guys in under certain search situations. And, and it's going to cut down where the ball goes to people. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you look at your number one wide receiver, number two wide receiver between them, between them in this against Southern Miss, they had three receptions. Well, and look at the snap counts too. So that's that's where it gets the snap counts are very interesting. I've looked at them; they're very interesting. Look at the snap count on on Coleman. Of course, no surprise there. But look at Destin Hill: twenty six snaps. He's in there. He he hasn't been on campus that long, and Coleman neither. Both two guys not in the program very long. You know, have been on the campus least amount of time. Have the highest snap counts of wide receiver. Johnny Wilson, half the amount, less than half the amount of Keon Coleman. That tells you a lot. The question is, why, you know, is, is, did they pull Wilson because you think he had, he was not catching the ball? What do you think, KB? So that's, that's where I think there was a back and forth going on Twitter. People were like, you can't pull this guy because that, that's the wrong thing to do. You can't bench a guy because that'll blow his, his confidence. Blah, blah, blah. And I get that. I'm like, you know, and that's why I was like, I, I think they were trying to get him the ball and get him back going. But at the same time, I don't think you're benching him. His performance is putting him on the bench. Like that, it sends a bad message if you don't take a guy out when he drops the ball four straight times because a guy behind him saying, when do I yeah. get a shot? What do I have to do? What do, what what do, do I, I have to do? do? Yeah. Right. What, how many times right. does that guy have to mess up before I get a chance? It, it, it's a, it's a, so it's it's a real borderline gray area because – Everybody, and we all love Johnny Wilson, yeah. is we don't want him to, to lose confidence. But how do you how do you say to the guy behind him who's starting to come on, a Darren Williamson, a Destin Hill, a Keem Williams, Williams yeah. you know, how do you tell those guys it's your time, it's your shot? So it's a tricky situation for the coaching staff, and they're going to have to play it out. We hope Johnny Wilson comes back. Yep, and he maximizes catches. Yep. I've heard a lot of news, and I've been listening to other, the media, FSU media, and they all think, well, Johnny just drops the easy ones. 
Well, what if he drops a big one in a big game in a big situation that's clearly on the game's on the line? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, so I don't buy into this. Well, he just drops easy when he always makes the big catches. I don't believe in that. I don't think that happens that way. I think you either consistent or you're not. And there's others keep saying, well, it won't matter. He's going to go to the NFL and be in the pros anyways. Let me tell you about that. If he's dropping balls, if he's dropping balls in practice in the pros, he's not even going to be there. You don't think they'll cut him? His stock has dropped significantly in these first two games. That's just reality. And, and we all love Johnny Wilson, and we all want the best for him. But that's I mean, reality. It's reality. But, I mean, for this team to be really great, we need him to become the player, that an elite player. We, we need, need that threat. So He's still not, a threat. He's still a threat. Absolutely. It's, it, we want him to be great because this team will go, I think, as high as he can go because he is this, the number two receiver. And, and last year when he was great, he carried this team – very far. So if he can be, if he can get back around and mentally lock back in, which I definitely think is possible, this team can be very great. But, you know, if, if this becomes a consistent thing, which I don't think it will, but I, you know, I, you know, we need him to be great because he can be a great, great receiver. Because he, with all these receivers we have now, he's only going to get targeted so many times. A lot of times he's being sent out there as a decoy. And that's cool. I get that. But how to get him back in, and then we're going to wrap this up on Wilson, is how do you work as a coach to get him back in? Is it the short and intermediate throws? Those, yeah. You don't send a guy long to make a contested catch. That's tough to do, and he'll catch some of those. But to get him back in, to show his hands, to get him into his hands, do the short and intermediate throws so he can take the ball in and run a little bit. To get his confidence that he can catch the football. I mean, That's 11 all. people caught the football last night. So, I mean, a lot. There's, a lot of, there's a lot of people that can catch balls, and a lot of people want to catch balls for this team. So, And Keon know. Coleman wants his touches, and yeah. you need his touches. Well, you need him to touch the ball. The guy makes plays. So right. that's why I think he was on the field so much because, one, I think he wants to be on the field. Like, he's calling people, like, subs off, like, I want to be in the game. But, two, he's a playmaker. He, he right. You need him to touch up the ball. It'll be, be very field. interesting the next game against Boston College coming up to see how this plays out. Yeah. But to your point, too, I think it is interesting because Jaheim Bell and Kyle Morlock had the most amount of snaps from the tight end room, and between them, they only had one catch. I don't get that. I just don't understand why they're not being targeted more. Okay, Bell dropped a few, a couple of balls. Fine, fine. We'll give him a shot. But I don't understand why they're not using the tight end more as a threat that has to be has to be looked at by the defense. Once again, it's hard to see. I don't know if it's not getting open. I I, I don't know. I mean, Kyle, Kyle had a good catch uh, towards the goal line. He, he had a good play there. But, yeah, I don't know. I, it's hard to see because the angle. You don't know if they're not getting no, open. No, they're not, being, they're not saying schemed up. I, I don't know what it is. But I don't see them right now as, as being a severe threat yeah. uh, to the defense. So. I mean, I wouldn't say that. I I, I, I wouldn't say they're not a threat because Joaquin Bell's a playmaker. We saw it against LSU. Uh, we know what he can do, but I don't know if he's being schemed up for it at this point. Well, look at – I wish I'd go back and look at some tape of how Gronkowski played for the Patriots or for Tampa Bay. And he he was kind of a big – he was a big guy like Morlock. He was a – you know, he's bigger than Bell. But he was kind of a lumbering guy that would get downfield, and Brady got the ball to him. 
and he was unbelievable down in the red zones. I mean, he was just a beast. Yeah. And if you look at how they utilized him, I don't know. I think it might be helpful. Yeah, well, and I think once again, too, I, I think Florida State was doing some trying some different things and, and they were playing a little bit offensively different than I, I don't know. And I think this was a consensus. Florida State looked a little bit different on offense in the first half and or at least in the first quarter that they are. I, I don't know what they were doing. Some of yeah. that may be some of it, KB, could be they're throwing out all these different looks for Clemson to have to scout and take a look at yeah. and, and take a look at I, everything from Deuce Span throwing a ball to Deuce Span catching a ball to all of these different looks in players to really, really uh, stress that Clemson defense. Everything is leading towards Clemson. I mean, you did we're going to, we're going to go in there undefeated. <laughs> there's no doubt. I mean, you did a damn onside kick in the first half. Yeah, like, of course. It, there, there was some. They're, they're weird... stressing the next defense for Boston College and most especially for Clemson. You're going to have to guard everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but then let's talk about the defense. We've talked about the offense. Uh, right. and obviously, offense put up points. So, uh, and it was great. Like, just to close on that, we saw a lot of good things on the offense, a lot of great players touching the ball. Uh, and I think that's a big thing. Hakeem Williams. Just on that, he you saw a biggest thing from him is he's his pass blocking is looking very, very good for a freshman. Unbelievable, uh, yeah. yeah. And then Winston Wright with a couple of I think he uh, the kick returns, which was great to see. Uh, no one dropped the ball in the punt or kick return game, which is right. awesome. That's uh, positive. So that is positive. And Keon Coleman looked good in the in the punt return game. Kicking game was good. The kicking game was good. All yep. PATs. We had one field goal, so all of that was good. Same for Darius Jacobs, uh, freshman score touchdown. That's always good. So yeah, a lot of good players. A lot of freshmen. It was good to see Kaziah in the game. Yeah, too. he looked Kaziah explosive Holmes in the game. He looked explosive, uh, which yeah. is great. And then uh, because he's Jacobs. gonna be the right, he's gonna be a leading running back next season. If he's yeah, yeah, if he stays around, Absolutely. if he stays in, if he stays on the team, all, all the running backs look good. All the running backs yeah. looked good last time. Um, and then Tate Rodmakers, you know, threw a couple of touchdowns and mop up duty, but he controlled the offense. Gibby, nope, three for three, two touchdowns, led the offense. Yeah, all the quarterbacks got in. All the yeah. quarterbacks got in. Yeah, so that that was good. Um, and, and they cleaned up a lot of the penalties. Uh, I don't think they had many penalty yards against no, them last, no which was good. And Southern Miss right. was their job yeah. a lot, so they they right. Florida State kept themselves in check. On the defensive ends, um, you know, no no real complaints. Um, uh, the- I have a thought on that. Delete this. I have a thought on this. Okay, what is that? Fabian Lovett, eleven snaps. Why is that? You didn't need them past a certain certain point. 11 snaps? I mean, 11 snaps. Fabian Lovett had 11 snaps if you look at the snap count. And I looked at it. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, 11. Yeah. I mean, okay. the same as Dennis Briggs. Okay. He, Joshua and Farmer, Fisk. Once again, oh. look how many people they're rotating out. The defense no, no. was. Field. No, I, I get that. I, 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 no, I, I get that. I would expect, though, uh, Fabian Lovett to be in the game more. He didn't have to be in this game more. No, he didn't. That's the, the but but the, the, it's also a conditioning thing as well for oh, yeah, all the linemen. I love this line now. Yeah, yeah. I love this line more than I've loved it before. I was concerned about it. But now the rotation I really love by Odell. We Fisk, Farmer, Malcolm Ray, Briggs, 
uh, love it, you know, and then other guys who are backing them up. I mean, Daniel Lyons got 16 snaps. He got 16 snaps. Young guy. So, you know, uh, I just have not seen the domination of a Fabian Lovett that we, that everybody talks about. I just have not seen that yet. And, uh, um, but he's in a good rotation. It's about team. It's about winning. And that's the bottom line. Uh, I'm not going to worry about everybody's NFL career or who's going to be a first rounder and all this other crap you hear from the media. So this defensive line now is being kept fresh, especially early in the season, working into place. It'll be interesting to see how it moves forward and no major injuries coming yeah. out of the first two games. That's the biggest thing is, is, is health. Well, on the defensive tackle line, Akeem Tan, you know, left the game with the hamstring injury. So we hope, you know, hope for him that I, his, he's healthy. I think um, he will not play against Boston College. And uh, who will take his place? Well, Jim Brown, or uh, he's already playing. Yeah, he's already right? playing. So yeah. I know, I know that with uh, you know Akeem Tan, I, I think there's Hussey. Hussey played thirty three snaps. Howard Hussey looked really good. Uh, he almost I mean, had an kind of, interception. He almost had a pick. He you know, hit the ground. Really well. He yeah. broke that ball really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a true freshman. Uh, so he played 33 snaps. Yeah, I, I think – I don't know. With Hakeem Dam Joseph but, played 31. I know. that It was great that the defensive guy – the young defensive guys got to come in. I, You know, I don't know if it's Kevin Knowles that will step up for Hakeem or yeah. it will be, you know, Ashlyn Barker. I, or, or, you know, I, I don't know. It could be – They want Hakeem for Clemson. And and they'll rest him against Boston College. Yeah. That's how this is going to play. They but don't this, need a keen dent to beat Boston College. But this is what you wanted out of the last night. Conrad Hussey, thirty-three. Kadarius yeah. Jones, look at 31. that. Yeah. Just, like this, this snaps right here. For Impressive those guys is what you wanted. Impressive. Last night. Same with Ashlyn Barker, twenty-one. Yeah. Like Cyrus Walls, yeah. thirteen. Yeah. Like those young guys. Like that's experience against a team. Southern Miss played their starting quarterback through the fourth. Like. So they they were still playing. They're starting, which is great for Ohio State that you had a starting Sun Belt quarterback still throwing to his guys, and you had your backups in. Uh, so those are those are invaluable um, invaluable reps for those guys. And I, I I think Southern Miss played that uh, their quarterback because he's relatively inexperienced himself. Yeah. Yeah. So it was great reps against the a top five team in the country, and now a top three team in the country. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that he got valuable reps going going into his conference play. Yeah, and, and I, I towards the end they were driving. I forget if it was Edwin Joseph or Rawls, but they, he threw it. Uh, their quarterback threw it up as like a fade to the back of the end zone. The only the only person I saw this do all night, he he trailed the uh, receiver to the back of the end zone and actually turned his body to locate the ball. Yeah, and should have made a pick. I, I that's the only thing it's I hard have to do. issues yeah. with the defense back for Florida State. They they haven't been looking to locate the ball or even turn their head to see the ball. They they tend to just look, you know, kind of put their hands up, and it's going to get them in trouble in these games where you know they're getting called for pass interference. But one of these, I forget if it was Edwin Joseph or Jabril, you know, one of these freshmen, but he actually was able to jump up and turn around and make a play on the ball. It was perfect. I love yeah. the play that he made for a young guy like that. It was mm -hmm. textbook. I loved it. So you know, kudos to them. Um, and, and, and Patrick Sertain for, for getting those young guys in. And You know, what? I, I think the point is here, I think the defense looked much better than the offense, even though we put up 66 points. I felt more confident coming out of the game with this defense. 
especially the defensive line. And look at Blake Nicholson. He was in the game, yeah. you know? Yeah, you put Blake Nicholson play. I think Omar uh, Graham was yeah. in the game. To he was in early. Ward. Yes, he he played in the first half. Um, yeah. Lundy looked good. Caleb Deloach with a big sack. They used him as that yeah. linebacker. Tatum's always consistent. Yeah, I yeah. I didn't hear Tatum's late. I thought he was too much. So but I, I think it was good that you could rest some of these guys. Not They're resting these them. guys. But it was great to see Justin Cryer, the freshman from uh, who. Uh, he committed from Northwestern. He he got in. So yeah, you got a lot of you know got a lot of reps for these freshmen as well. Like you said, like well, they know the coaching staff knows KB that they have to keep guys mentally in the game by getting them in when they can. Plus, if they're confident enough to put them in the game, the rotation, like the defensive line and the edge rushers, that is a constant pressure on a team that doesn't have that type of depth, and it's great. Yeah. You're developing guys. You're keeping guys mentally in the process and and playing. And and you only don't put a guy out there if you don't think he knows what he's doing. Well, that's the and thing. So, that's the thing. It's a it's also a measurement of where they are mentally. Like how far is their development along? Like you can say see in practice, but you're practicing against yourself. So, but when you put them in a live game situation, see like how far is their skill level along? Like. When I right. put them in the game situation, right. can they actually do what I've been teaching them along? And then, and and then they can go back and look at the tape and show guys, yeah. okay, oh, should have been here, should have been not as deep, we didn't get hurt there, you know, and so on. Exactly. And so I, it's how you keep guys in the game. It's how you keep guys out of the portal. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because then they know as a player, I do need to work on this. This is – I got to be here. I Now I know I actually need to work on it, coaches and just Exactly. Exactly. So I think exactly. it was great. And I think Blake Nicholson just – and I saw people talk about, like, he's fast. Like, he can – he just needs to get bigger. He, he, he needs Yes, he does need to get more physically – He's fast. Yes, he, in the program. Some with him. Omar right. looks good, but Blake especially. Right. He's, he he has the talent. You can see yeah, I want to see good. Blake look like Amari Am 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 Gaynor did. Who's now in North Carolina? Like, Did you? My, uh, he was so stone chiseled and yeah. like, or or a Lundy. Yes, Blake needs to have that development in the program. He'll get that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, so and then defensive end wise, um, yeah, you see the snap count here. I, I didn't have any issues with them. Um, once again, it wasn't a big sack night. Dennis Briggs was your only uh, interior. We had sack. two sacks, right? Yeah. So Briggs and the Kansas Loach from the linebacker room. Um, but honestly, I, I think sacks are one of those numbers where it doesn't tell a full story. The it defensive doesn't. line play, and the thing is, the, the Southern Miss side did a good job of getting out the ball fast. Like his, that that pocket was collapsing, and he had to get rid of the ball. Like we the like we talked about in the preview show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick, uh, Payton, Patrick Payton yeah. played well. He got I think he got called for one penalty for going a little bit too quickly, or I yeah. no, he had a rough in the passer. But Byron Turner, he made some impactful plays. Jane Jones, first time this season, he's gotten snaps. He, he didn't play the first game. But once again, Dante Anderson, Jaden Jones got some playing time. Gilbert Edmond got some more playing time this game. You know, three guys, Xavier Peters got some playing, a little bit of playing time. Some of these guys you've never heard of got some playing time. So once again, you got to try out some of these new guys, especially Jaden Jones, who they really like. The Ju I think he's a Juco guy. And they have Dante Anderson, who a lot of people like a lot, a, a, a lot as well. More playing time, more reps to these guys. Also, Jared Verse doesn't get hurt. Byron Turner, you know, gets to develop more. Gilbert Ann doesn't get hurt. So you got to rotate a lot more guys. Get, nobody gets hurt. You get to keep them, you know, stat, you know, get conditioned up. You know, don't have to overuse them. I think it was good. Doesn't matter if Jared Verse doesn't get three sacks. 
they have to double team. You know, they still have to double team all night. You, you, they're disruptive. You don't have to have sacks in order to. You know, no, we don't. And we often don't account for the real pressures that they put on. You know, when the pocket collapses or a fisk is coming through the middle versus coming on the edge exactly. or, or or some other person. Exactly. You know, the, the, the sack is the big home run play that everybody sees on TV. But it's those pressures when the guy barely gets the ball off. Or, or he has to make a, a quick decision that can, you know. So all these guys, I really like that rotation on the edge and the yeah. uh, defensive line. Exactly. I think they're really just looking for, like, you have Verse, you have you have Patrick Payton. Who's going to be the third or fourth guy? Is it going to be Byron? Is it going to be Dante? Who's going to be that? And you don't think, guy? you know, they're having a competition on those edge rushers. They, yeah. You know, and it's fun for those guys. Who's going to get there? Absolutely. And this is a great game for them to showcase who, who is. And Boston College will be another great game for Absolutely. a lot of guys to play in a lot of individual competitions. Absolutely. And then looking at the line quickly. Um, so you had some, you know, obviously offense was out there a lot. Um, so high reps are the main four guys, Casey Rock, Darius, Jeremiah, and uh, Bless, uh, which I don't think is too, too unexpected with the injuries, especially. But good thing is a lot of freshmen got Jalen Early. Uh, he had some good reps in there. Julian Armella, young guy again. Uh, Bryson, young guy. Thomas Schrader. Um, Keandre, he's been kind of – he's in that more rotational role. He um, was. He went in early. Yeah, yeah he, he's he's not getting as much playing time, um, but he, he's still in that backup rotational role. Um, but once again, look how many – Andre Otto, he just came in, I believe, in the summer. Um, he, he got five snaps. So look at, But look how many offensive linemen got rotated in during – David Stickle – like he doesn't even have a profile. You can even pull him up on twenty four seven. So like, like he got eighteen snaps. So look how deep this room is that you're able to play yeah. these guys. Once again, I don't think it was their best offensive line game, um, but you have a deep room and you've got a lot of guys in to be able to play tonight with two, especially with two two starters out. So um, great to see the uh, and you got some young guys some playing time against against a starting defensive line that's going to be probably make a bowl game this year. So uh, I think it was worth it. So um, any any comments there? No, I, I just I'm a little unsettled in my confidence on the offensive line. Uh, I, you know, I'm more I feel better confidence with the defensive line than I do on the offensive line. I just don't feel that Jordan Travis can just like stand there. I'm, I'm glad Jordan Travis has mobility yeah, and excellent yeah. mobility, because if he didn't, if he had the Tom Brady mobility, you know, uh, this would – I think it could be a little bit different I still because think he can run out of trouble. I'm just not as confident with our front five at this point. I think Atkins is still trying to find the right five. I I, I still do kind of think that, but we'll see. Um, and then you see the running back snaps. I just think it's interesting. Uh, Trey had 23 snaps, like very distributed across the board, you know, six different guys with snaps. Um, including the walk-on, uh, Dimitric, um, but Rodney, CJ, Lawrence. That was good. It all was over good. the board. It it's good. great for the team morale. But it's great for team morale. The interesting one that I think a lot of people thought interesting was Brock came in before AJ. Mm-hmm. I And the people were like, oh, AJ's definitely going to transfer now because Brock came in before he is. I don't know if it's that deep. But I, I think one of those two will, will definitely be transferring after the season. That's just my thoughts with Luke coming in. Yeah, but and, I don't think we need yeah. to dive into that. No, no, no. We will after the end of the season. We'll probably do a prediction of who's going to leave. 
yeah, you know, but, uh, it, yeah. it, you know, it'll, it'll be too. There will be guys leaving. Yeah, I mean, there it's will just be. the nature of the beast now. It's the nature of the beast. Um, and that's yeah. a good nature to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, that 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 basically wraps up. Was there anything on the on the on the game itself that you anything else? That you no, uh, no, we're very happy. A win is a win. And and the more important thing is what did we learn from that? The coaching staff always looks at that. They're not. They'll celebrate for 15 minutes, and then they're going to go back, and they're going to say, "How do we get better? Yeah. What do we need to clean up?" Yeah. And that's always the way a coaching staff is. It, you know, is it's it's what mistakes were made, and what can we do better, and and where are we? And they're and obviously uh, the Johnny Wilson thing is the big newsmaker of all. I uh, I think Jordan Travis. I thought he and I put out a tweet. I thought Jordan was a little down at the end of the game when he was leaving the field, you know, for a victory, which was they pretty much knew they were going to get. I thought he was down a little bit, maybe because and there were a couple of times I saw him on the sideline just walking after a couple drops of guys, including Johnny Wilson's, that I thought he was a little dejected by what was happening. And I and my advice would be you can't do that. You've I, I got to stay up. I'm just saying what my observation was that you don't have to agree. No one has to agree. I just hope he's not dejected because his numbers weren't more, or I think I just lost the Heisman or some I crap like that. I think he's a competitor. No, he's a com- well, he is a competitor. And I think some of that numbers. dejection I saw was guys were dropping the football. Uh, yeah, I, and I, I think, I think he's mad that guys are dropping the ball, ball, and I think he's mad we didn't just score every time. I, I think that's, I think that's more of it. Not, right. I don't I'm think it's my I don't think it's thinking about. Oh, I should have had five hundred passing yards. I, I think it's more about we should be catching every ball that I throw. Like we, like if I put it there, and I, I think it's two. He probably knew I underthrew some balls, so I, I think it's more of the competitive mindset. Versus, right. I don't think that's it's all. That's just a limited observation. No big deal. Yeah, but the big thing to your point is. More than forty newcomers play for this. Uh, it was like a hundred guys. Almost, time. almost the entire last year's recruiting class played last night, which is great. So, which um, is great. Yeah, let's that. talk about let's talk about Miami over Texas A and M. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't. You know, we can talk about those two. Like I said, I don't want to go too deep into them because I really don't care, and I didn't watch either of them. So, well, I'm you should, gonna, you should care. But I didn't watch them, so I'm going to give some educated. Uh, well, I do. I watched it. I watched some of it. Well, yeah, I watched some of it. Well, I thought I, I Miami. I thought it was one of the best games I've seen Miami play. And the only reason we're talking about it, they're a future opponent. One, I thought it was one of the best games I've seen them play in a in a couple of years. To be honest, now the question is: Is Texas A and M they they're done? They're not that good, or Texas A and M is just crap? You know, but the the thing that stuck out for me is uh, the quarterback, the Miami quarterback. What's his name again? Yeah, yeah, Van Dyke. You and I have talked about him before. Van Dyke's had a couple of. You know, a couple of decent games now. He put up big numbers against Texas A&M. And uh, Miami really was in charge of the pretty much the entire game, no matter what Jimbo Fisher said in the press conference. Uh, I thought they played well. You know what struck me, though? As a pretty damn good college football game, when the camera went around the stadium, there wasn't many people have, there. They don't have fans. They don't have I don't know fans. what the attendance was, but it not was high. not good. Not high. I was shocked. Forty-eight thousand. They said. Wow, that's really not good. And I can see why players might say, "I don't want to play here because of that." But 
Miami is now 2-0. They've had two home games. They're going to have to, you know, they're going to start cranking it up. It'll be interesting to see how they go uh, at this point because right now they're gaining confidence and being able to beat people. And they just beat an SEC team. The SEC has taken a beating in the last two weeks. They really have. Uh, so I thought that was an interesting game. Your thoughts? Yeah, like I said, I saw the highlights. I, I didn't get to watch it. Um, but I, I think it's a better Miami team than last year. I mean, they beat a 5-7 and seven Texas A&M team. I, I think we know what Jimbo Fisher is. I, he doesn't develop talent. He got lucky with Florida State in 2013. Um he, he, he just – he's not a great coach. Um, and I think we know what – you know, we I don't think Texas A&M is probably – they're probably a 6-1 team again, even though they're stacked with five-star talent. Um, so, I, it's a – you know, they they gave up 33 points to Texas A&M at home. You know, I, I think uh, that's a good sign for Florida State that regardless of that, Miami gave up a lot of good points, but Miami put up a lot of good points. They also brought in a lot of uh, good – good uh, transfer talent in receiver wise. So I think, you know, Miami did a good job of rejoining their offense uh, to help TVD out this year. And TVD, I think is a quality quarterback for the ACC. I don't think he's a, you know, a, a top five college quarterback, but he can definitely throw the damn ball if he's healthy. And they brought in some receivers to help him, uh, you know, with Ray Ray and, you know, they still have Restrepo and, and Jalen and, um, you know, they got some they got some talent now around him and, and they were told their offensive line, which is one of the worst in the ACC last year. Um, so between those things, they're going to be able to put up some offense. Um, so I think that's that's the thing that Florida State has to be aware of, that this team can put up numbers if you don't if you don't get to the quarterback. And it's going to be a little bit more difficult this year to get to the quarterback because of that reach of the offensive line. I mean, they have they brought in three new senior tra- you know, two senior transfers um, and then they, they got Francis uh, Mayuga. Uh, sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, the, the true freshman who's on their line. So, you know, they, they've retooled. It's going to be a little bit tougher than last year, guys. But um, I, I think now with our retooling. We get them at home. Yeah, we get them at home. We've retooled our defensive line to be a lot stronger. And I, I think if barring injuries, we have a, a pretty good defensive backs as well. So um, I think it'll be a good matchup. But, uh, you know, game yeah, they, played out. Game well, they, played out, right? Yeah, the other game, Florida played McNeese State. That was a no-brainer there. Of course, they, they beat up. McNeese State. So there's not really much to talk about there because they haven't learned anything about their team, really. One thing to point out about Miami is that, you know, they, they still have some struggles running the ball. So that that is what oh, they did. They have, did struggle. That is the what ball. you have to, you know, yes. keep watching about this team. Can they right. still struggle to run the ball the next couple of weeks? Right. Florida State? So because yeah. if they struggle with that, you know, and Florida State has shown that they so far are having really good run defense. And our defense is better than A&M's, without yeah, a doubt. Absolutely. So if yeah, they, they struggle there, that will be okay. check mark for Florida State. Yeah. And, you know, we have the edge rushers to get to TVD. Any yeah. thoughts on the Florida game? I didn't take no, anything I, I, away from that. That that was a joke. That's a, a cupcake game for them to, to get a win, and that's what that was. Yeah. Now, Clemson obviously beat up. Was it who did they play? Did they play McNeese or was it Florida who played McNeese? I can't remember. No, the uh, Clemson played the call to Charleston. Or, oh no, Charleston. Oh, Charleston Southern. Southern. That's right. Of course, they beat the hell out of them after they got beat up uh, by Duke. Uh, so we don't quite know what Clemson has at this point. But in two weeks, we're both going to find out. Uh, we're going to go into Clemson and we're going to no, we're going to well, try to take down game. the king of the hill. I mean that game for Clemson was twenty four to seventeen at halftime. Yeah, I, it was it was Clemson. So Clemson has some struggles, 
And what I'm very interested in is to see how long these struggles last. Because as we know, Dabo is the guy who says, I don't believe in the portal. I believe in uh, raising my own kids here through the high school ranks and development and blah, blah, blah. But every other coach in the, in the country seems not to have that belief. So he's in, he's in a slight odds in his approach. And I think it's the bad approach. Because when you have veteran players like a Keon Coleman, uh, you know, already been in a program a couple of seasons, right, who has developed through college coaching and, and uh, physical strength building and the whole nine yards, there's no way a high school kid, unless he's an elite like a Travis Hunter or something, yeah. is going to be better than a Keon Coleman or yeah. or some other kid like this. It's not possible. That, who's experienced college snaps? It's yeah. it's, it's just hard. not. And so I am very interested in tracking how this Dabo experiment works because he's more in the experimental phase than the other coaches. We'll have two weeks to prove where we are. And, if to, and I'm telling you, I will be on pins and needles because it's king of the hill time in, 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 in Clemson, South Carolina. And we have to go in there fully equipped, fully focused, and take down the king. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Well, that'll do it, guys. So let us know. How would you grade Florida State performance this past Saturday against uh, the Golden Eagles of Southern Miss? Let us know. A, B, C, or D, or A+, plus, A-, minus, whatever you guys think. Um, and, uh, yeah, we will uh, go into Boston College at noon on Saturday. We'll see how we do. Once again, that should be a overmatched game, but you never know what happens. So, uh, yeah, we'll do a little post-game show uh, after that. We'll let you guys know. And, uh, yeah, we will see you. Unless there's breaking news this week, we'll see you on Saturday. Take care, everyone. Have a great week. And uh, we'll see you soon. See you guys. Go Knowles.